Welcome everyone, I am Michael, your host for Depaganizing the Gospels. In this episode, I will be discussing the depaganization of Matthew, chapters 17 through 18. The first note is about chapter 17, verse 1, which says, After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. The specifics of this location has never been stated in any testimony, and it was not Mount Hermon, because this was the location where the fallen angels descended to earth in the time of Enoch, which made it a cursed location. The Urantia book claims that Mount Hermon was the location of the transfiguration event, but that book is the heretical compilation of writings by a group of satanic worshippers whose theology is based upon the fallen angels' story as an alternative and polytheistic religion with Melchizedek as its high priest. And that theology is an abomination to God. The next note is about verse 3, which has been corrected to say, Just then there appeared before them two other men who were completely white and glowing, and they were talking with Jesus. The pagan editors of these testimonies are to blame for the inaccuracy of the original information that states the two men were Moses and Elijah, but none of the testimonies were written by witnesses to the event. The two human figures present with Jesus were Enoch and Elijah, but the archangels Fanuel and Michael could also have been present. Other than the message of repentance for God's forgiveness, Fanuel's power is to give everlasting life and Michael's power are truth and prophecy. The event of transfiguration was the moment when God gave Jesus everlasting life prior to his crucifixion, and he was allowed to know that he would be resurrected on the third day by the archangel Raphael. Other than healing and the management of spirits, Raphael has the power of resurrection. Jesus could not have resurrected himself. The next note is about verse 12 which says, But I tell you, Elijah has already come, and they did not recognize him, but have done to him everything they wished, in the same way the Son of Man is going to suffer at their hands. The second time Jesus says that Elijah had been known to them as John the Baptist appears in this verse. If it is possible to conclude that Elijah has been killed prior to this event, then Elijah would have been one of the two figures present with Jesus, and the other would have been Enoch. Moses was a murderer and never received everlasting life by transfiguration the same as Jesus, Enoch, and Elijah. Pagans who did not read or know the text of the book of Enoch would have added the name of Moses to appease the Jewish heretics who chose to deny the truth of Enoch's prophecies, which have been found as fragments among the Dead Sea Scrolls and dated to at least 100 years before Christ. The next notes are about verses 16 and 17, which are corrected to say, I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Bring the boy here to me. The disciples had not yet received the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and they would not receive the abilities to heal or cast out demons until after Christ had ascended and the day of Pentecost occurred to anoint them all with the Holy Spirit when they did receive these spiritual gifts to further carry out the ministry of the Christ. There were many who imitated Jesus by claiming to cast out demons and heal the sick, and he spoke about them. The disciples did not have the ability to heal the sick or cast out demons without the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which came for them only after Christ's ascension during the day of Pentecost. 
pagan heretics who added these details had the purpose of discrediting the truth of the Holy Spirit and the gifts given by God to true believers. What has been omitted is the phrase, O unbelieving and perverse generation, because it suggests a mixed characterization that Jesus was impatient and self-absorbed. The pagan editorialization attempted to portray Jesus as being perturbed with the task and conceded with his empowerment instead of being the pinnacle of patience and representative of God's love embodied in a man filled with the Holy Spirit. He was a human being and capable of character flaw, the same as any other man, but the inclusion of this characterization had the intent to support the fraud created later in time within the testimonies of Luke and John. Modifying the text of Matthew and Mark's testimonies to agree with the later testimonies was a literary technique used by the pagan editor to create a false validity for them. Verses 19-20 through 20 have been omitted in the depaganized version. Jesus was not able to give his disciples the ability to heal or cast out demons because these gifts of the Holy Spirit may only be given by God after the person has received the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The disciples did not receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit until after Christ had ascended because that was his promise to them. The fraud of the pagans has been to insinuate that a lack of faith is the reason others have not been able to do the things that Jesus did, but the truth is that many men have been able to heal, cast out demons, prophecy, and other miracles because they were anointed with the Holy Spirit in the second birth. It has been a lie inserted into the text that a lack of faith is the reason it has not been possible for Catholics who are not baptized in repentance nor filled with the Holy Spirit. Verses 24 through 27 have also been deleted in this depaganized version of Matthew's testimony. The event of recovering a gold coin from the mouth of a fish is fraudulent and pagan editorialization insinuating that Jesus was a magician who could produce gold from the mouths of fishes. None of this sort of miracle is consistent with Enochian prophecy of God's eternal truth. Producing gold coins from the mouths of a fish would not have relatively been a divine miracle by God either. And the insertion of this into the text had the purpose of deceiving people into believing that wealth was the gift of God, which is also the deception of the Antichrist. There are only a couple of notes for chapter 18, but they are significant points about omitted text. The first is a note about verse 6, which now reads, But if anyone causes one of these little ones to sin, it would be better for him to have a large millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. What has been omitted is the phrase, Who believes in me? It was pagan editorialization added to support the fraudulent ideology that believe in Jesus as Son of God was the path to salvation. It has been a curse that will be the condemnation of many souls for having taught this lie. It is a sin to say that God is more than one, and every Christian preacher who has ever insisted that Jesus Christ was the Son of God is condemned for having done so. They have misled millions to sin against God, and they will suffer in eternity for this crime. It has been the Antichrist who has caused this error among mankind. These texts that have evolved to be what mankind knows in the present were perverted by pagans and heretics long ago, but they did not believe or know that God's Holy Spirit will guide the truly faithful to know the truth. This work of depaganizing these testimonies is the evidence of that faith, and the lies of the Antichrist will be exposed throughout this work for the benefit of mankind. The last note for this episode, covering chapters 17 and 18, is about chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. These verses have been omitted in the depaganization of this testimony. 
The fraudulent editorialization in this passage had the intent to support the ideology of cultism created by the pagans and later taught in other texts within the New Testament. There was no church in the time of Christ's ministry, and the injection of this ideology comes from Catholicism that is a pagan cult based on confession, attrition, flesh and blood sacrifices, and a multiplicity of God. The words fraudulently attributed to Jesus were a curse upon the text that has not been the truth from its very beginning. Additionally, the concept of asking for anything in the name of Jesus is fraudulent, and the failure of this concept has caused millions of people to believe this was the message of Christ. The fraudulent of teaching this wish-for-anything mentality comes from paganism, and it also exists as a fraud in Islam. Depaganizing the testimonies include the omission of many fraudulent beliefs that were added into these texts and based upon pagan ideologies. The concept of asking for anything originates in pagan mythology, and this was not the message of Jesus Christ. The true message of Christ was to repent of sin and accept the Holy Spirit, not pray for anything you want in His name, as if it were a magical power. These texts originated in the time of an early church whose theology was based on paganism. The history of Catholicism has been based on Roman paganism, and it was steeped with occultism and beliefs in sorcery. Well, that is all for this episode. Please be sure to click on that subscribe button. There is no cost for viewing this program, and I hope it leads many to know God's eternal truth. Thank you for listening. I am Michael.